Happy Monday, everybody, and more importantly, happy launch week. If you're listening to this on Monday, then the console launches tomorrow. Let's get it. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 76 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe to your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week included Dirt 5 and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. The games coming out this week, which a bunch of them are launch games for the series X and S, include 8 Remake, The Falconeer, Planet Coaster Console Edition, Liftoff Drone Racing, Fuser, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Gears Tactics, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Slide Stars, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Tetris Effect Connected, Borderlands 3 Director's Cut, Observer System Redux, Train Sim World 2 Collector's Edition, Bright Memory, Sparkle for Tales, Farming Simulator 19 Alpine Farming Expansion, Unturned, Just Dance 2021, Esports Life Tycoon, Family Feud, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Let's Sing 2021, The Sims 4, Snowy Escape, and Beat Me. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have four to cover this week. Number one, let's open up with an Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S review roundup. Credit to Mark Delaney at OpenCritic.com. The Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S both launch in stores worldwide next week on November 10th, and whether you're on the fence, have your pre-order confirmed, or simply curious, reviews are now online. Here is a roundup of Xbox Series X and S reviews from around the internet. For the Series X, Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Not only does it feel like you're upgrading your PC if you move from an Xbox One to an Xbox Series X, but it feels and looks like it. Hello PC Tower Design. You take everything you already own, even existing hardware accessories, and bring them along with you, just like you do on a PC. It's a different approach to Sony with the PS5 and its dedicated exclusive next-gen games, new dashboard UI, and a new controller. Microsoft has focused on the basics that really matter, high frame rates, a quiet and cool console, faster load times, accessory support, and backwards compatibility. In my three weeks of using an Xbox Series X, it's fair to say it has delivered on these basics. Ryan McCaffrey at IGN writes, We can only assume that the Xbox Series X will wow us with new and spectacular next-gen games eventually, because there isn't much to judge it on right now. But in the meantime, no matter what current games you throw at it, your loading times will be drastically cut, your frame rates will be smoother, and your resolutions will be higher. This bold and minimalistically designed box is quiet, compact for both the power it packs, and especially how it compares to the PS5, capable, and loaded with convenience features like instantly resuming and cycling between any of your recently played games. Compared directly to the PlayStation 5 specs, it flat out gives you more power for the same price. It's going to be a joy to see what developers actually do with it in the coming years. Cat Bailey at US Gamer writes, Impressive as the tech is, most of the Xbox Series X's best games are available on other platforms, and its potential is all theoretical right now. Even Xbox Game Pass is available elsewhere. If you decide to spring for an Xbox Series X though, you will find a more powerful console with impressive loading times, a small but potent machine that offers a worthy alternative to high-end gaming PCs going forward. Coming off a very difficult generation, Microsoft definitely still has a lot of ground to make up, and there's plenty of work to be done to rehabilitate its reputation among gaming enthusiasts. But this time, at least, I can say with some confidence that the best is yet to come. Devinger Hardware for Engadget writes, The Xbox Series X is everything the Xbox One wasn't. It's fast in every way, it handles 4K gaming with ease, and it obliterates lengthy load times. 
It's purely focused on delivering the best gaming experience possible instead of being a half-hearted all-in-one entertainment device. The only problem is there aren't many compelling games at launch, which leaves Microsoft a bit flat-footed against the PS5. Still, even without many exclusive games, the Series X will run many existing games just as well as a modern PC, and for many gamers, that's enough. Chris Planty at Polygon writes, The Xbox Series X looks like an Xbox One that swallowed a refrigerator and runs like an Xbox One that swallowed a Lambo. It's fast, sturdy, and unobtrusive, its goals and capabilities encapsulated in its brutalist industrial design. The Xbox Series X isn't the home of Microsoft's gaming universe, it's just one of many nodes connecting outward to your phone, your tablet, your computer, or just a different and cheaper Xbox. It's not the place to play video games, it is a place to play video games, not only from the future, but also from the present and the past. Dan Ackerman at CNET writes, Like the PS5, the Xbox Series X is a big investment, yet pre-order sold out in minutes, and we expect all new consoles will be hard to find this holiday season. That said, if the life cycle of game consoles remain in the 7-8 to eight year range, it's also an incredible value in the long run. Microsoft and Sony asking for $500 every 7 years feels a lot more reasonable than certain phone makers suggesting you drop $1,000 or more on a slightly newer phone every 12-24 to 24 months. Now let's turn to a couple of Xbox Series S reviews, the first one being from Tom Warren at The Verge. The Xbox Series S is full of unknowns right now. The use case for this console isn't as obvious as some might think. It's not necessarily the best budget option thanks to the storage situation, yet it looks ideal for a bedroom TV, for Xbox Game Pass, or as a Fortnite console. If you deal with the storage and you're only playing on a 1080p TV, then this should make Xbox games shine like never before. I'm just not sure what else it will deliver for the next generation of games we're all excited about. Ryan McCaffrey at IGN writes, All in all, the Series S offers plenty of present day value considering it only costs $300. It's limited to 1440p resolution and has a claustrophobically small storage space, but it's tiny and quiet with snappy load times and can play games at 120 frames per second if your TV can support it. I'm mostly concerned about its long-term viability. Games are only going to get more demanding going forward, so the Series S isn't something I'd recommend as your main gaming platform. But that doesn't mean it doesn't have its place. The Series S is an excellent second console like if you want something for a kid who plays on a smaller screen, or for example, you have a PS5 but you want to occasionally dip into the smorgasbord that is Xbox Game Pass. As long as you're clear on what the Series S's strengths and limitations are, it's a unique, budget-friendly way to take your first steps into the new console generation. Will Greenwald for PC Mag writes, The Xbox Series S is the budget version of the Xbox Series X, and it shows. It might only cost $300, but it sacrifices too much compared with the Xbox Series X. The console lacks an optical drive, there's half as much storage, and it's drastically underpowered so you can't enjoy all of the detail and smoothness you'd get on the Series X. The Series S would be a better value if Microsoft fit the performance and capacity of the Series X into a $400 box simply by removing the optical drive like Sony did with the PS5 Digital Edition. Ultimately, the Series S is a capable system if you want to just play the newest Xbox games for the most affordable price, but it falls a bit flat when it's held against the performance and features you get with the Series X. A long first story, but I thought fitting given the launch week of the new consoles. I'm extremely excited for my Xbox Series X that I'm going to be picking up from Best Buy on Tuesday morning. The first game I'm going to try out is Gears 5, followed by Bright Memory, and I'm thinking of checking out Enlisted. Once I do all my toying around, checking with backwards compatibility games, seeing how the loading times are, before I dive back into the Destiny 2 addiction that I think might catch me. And I'm only extremely disappointed that the Series X and S optimized versions are not coming out on launch, but instead a month later. Number 2, Mass Effect Legendary Edition announced for 2021. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, 
After so many rumors and leaked retail listings, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition has finally been announced for Spring 2021. Announced on N7 Day, a day where Bioware and all its fans celebrate all things Mass Effect, this remastered version of Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3 will be together in one collection for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. It will also have forward compatibility and targeted enhancements on Xbox Series X and PS5. Mass Effect Legendary Edition will include single-player based content and DLC from Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3, with all the promo weapons, armors, and packs, and will be remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD. VP Studio GM of Bioware Casey Hudson said that the team at Bioware's goal was not to remake or reimagine the original games, but to modernize the experience so that fans and new players can experience the original work in its best possible form. Hudson also confirmed that a veteran team has been hard at work envisioning the next chapter of the Mass Effect universe. Bioware is only in its early stages of the project and isn't giving any further details, but it is looking forward to sharing its vision at a later date. However, it did share an image to tease fans of the future of Mass Effect. For all you big Mass Effect fans like myself out there, go check out this image. I can't wait to see what the next chapter is, although we're going to have to wait many many years for it to come out. Bioware is certainly working on Dragon Age 4 first. Mass Effect 2 is one of my top 3 favorite games of all time. I love the stories in the series, I love the characters. Andromeda was disappointing for me, I did end up enjoying it. it. Took me about 40 hours or so just to finally enjoy the characters. Can't wait to see them hopefully return to form with a new Mass Effect in the years to come. Number 3. EA details Xbox Series XS enhancements for Apex Legends, Star Wars Squadrons, and more. Brittany Vincent at True Achievements writes, Electronic Arts took to its official blog with some additional details on how upcoming titles like Star Wars Squadrons, Madden NFL 21, and Apex Legends will work on next-gen platforms. There will be a handful of titles ready to play as soon as the Xbox Series X's release date rolls around from EA, which players will get their hands on as of November 10th. These games will be available by way of backwards compatibility, though there will be special next-gen versions of games like Madden NFL 21 and FIFA 21 releasing on December 4th. According to VentureBeat, you can go ahead and play many of the titles that will receive upgrades by just nabbing the releases that are already out. Star Wars Squadrons gets improved visuals and lighting, or performance options with Motive adding a variable refresh rate feature as well. Apex Legends players can expect a boost of up to 1440p in terms of performance, with additional enhancements set for 2021, as well as crossplay with multiple systems. The Sims 4 base game as well as its special expansion packs will be on the Xbox Series X and Series S, with improved frame rates and loading times. EA Sports UFC 4, NHL 21, Madden NFL 21, and FIFA 21 will run smoothly on the Xbox Series X and Series S, but more akin to their performance on Xbox One S. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered will be out on Xbox One first, and then when it gets playable support on Series X and S, it will receive a bump in performance as well. There are several ways to enjoy a slew of EA titles in your collection, or those that you plan to buy. Depending on which games you're looking forward to, you may need to purchase a new version, but for many you'll either get a free upgrade, or get to play without the need for one at all. The additional piece that this new story is missing is that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be coming to EA Play, which also means it's coming to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, on November 10th. If you didn't play that game, I highly recommend it, and I can't wait to check out some of these games with their Series X and S optimized versions whenever they come out. And number 4, Apple TV coming to Xbox consoles for Series X launch. Adam Banker to IGN writes, Microsoft has revealed all the entertainment streaming apps that will be available with the launch of the Series X and Series S, and has also confirmed that Apple TV will be ready at the launch of the new next-gen systems and Xbox One for the first time on November 10th. As revealed on Xbox Wire, Microsoft wants to make the transition from Xbox One to Xbox Series X and S as seamless as possible, and it is bringing forward all the entertainment apps currently available on Xbox One, including 
Netflix, Disney+, HBO Max, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube TV, Amazon Prime Video, Hulu, NBC Peacock, Vudu, Fandango Now, Twitch, SkyGo, NowTV, SkyTicket, and more. For any of you like myself in my man cave, I use my console as my primary entertainment device, so it's good to hear that everything will be coming forward and including Apple TV Plus on the new consoles. As always, before we end the show, we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. Since Bethesda is now under the Microsoft and Xbox Game Studios umbrella, I thought we would go through all of Microsoft's current first-party studios. They are as followed, 343 Industries, AlphaDog, Arcane, Bethesda Game Studios, The Coalition, Compulsion Games, Double Fine, The Initiative, Ed Software, In Exile Entertainment, Machine Games, Mojang, Ninja Theory, Obsidian Entertainment, Playground Games, Rare, Roundhouse Studios, Tango Gameworks, Turn 10, Undead Labs, World's Edge, Xbox Game Studios Publishing, and ZeniMax Online. All adding up to 23 first-party studios, I can't wait for all these studios to really get cooking next year, and hopefully hitting their stride at the early onset of 2022. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. A disappointing theme on this show, but this past week again, I have not had any time to play video games. I'm currently trying to catch up on all the chores in the house, all the life things I need to do, so when the console launches this week, I can just do nothing but enjoy it, as well as a vacation at the end of the month so I can sit back, relax, and play some damn video games. My name is Baron Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.